0: Welcome to the Golden Radio Podcast. I am Jen, G your mom joined as always by G your dad Hi. Today, we are going to talk about Hopper and the Rock. <laughs>
1: uh, but
0: first, Cocktail of the Week.
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: All right, so I did this thing, like we were doing like half doing dry January. Uh, I, neither of us drink all that much, and so it wasn't like, oh, can we get by a month without drinking anything? Because we don't drink lots of the time.
1: Uh. <laughs> there are long stretches where I don't have a drink, <laughs> Meant, like sometimes
0: a whole week. Uh, but I was like, "Oh, it'd be interesting just to see, you know, like if it makes any difference." And so, dry January was basically uh, no drinks when we're home, and we'll only have a drink if we go out. And so, we didn't have anything to drink, and it didn't really matter. But in the midst of this, I missed the sort of ritual of making a cocktail and Instagram somehow knew this and targeted me with some ad for these distilled non-alcoholic things. Then they're not spirits. And I was like, all right, like I'll try that because it could be interesting to get something with like kind of flavor that's vaguely liquor like without the alcohol and make a cocktail with that. I mean, I like to try experimental stuff in drinks. (laughs) So it came a couple days ago and uh it's, so it's clear it's clear so it's called seed lip if you want to try it um and it's kind of there we got two different kinds and so one is sort of like citrusy and floral and the other one is kind of herbal and uh there's no alcohol in them it's just basically weird flavored water
1: yeah, I'm not sure. It's very hipster, right? I mean, you're taking something and then you're distilling it. And then you're saying, it's distilled something. I'm not even sure what it is. I mean, I'm handicapped because I don't know what they t- t- distilled. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't know either. And uh, so I tried making one kind of drink with it that was basically just like mimosa-like, like orange juice yeah. and seltzer. and the uh, seltzer was good. And the stuff. Yeah, and I mean, it definitely changed the flavor of it. But I think I would have been just fine with just the orange juice and the Wait. seltzer.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit like LaCroix, <laughs> without seltzer.
0: But it's not even fizzy. This stuff is not. Yeah, the drink was sort of like that.
1: What's the joke about LaCroix? You, like, you go into the next room and you say the word orange. That's like the flavor of LaCroix flavored water.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this stuff is—it's definitely not subtly flavored. Uh, but it just is like flavored water, uncarbonated flavored water, but flavored weird. And <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put it on my, like, recommend list. But, but it looks
1: cool. It comes in a bottle. It looks like an absolute vodka bottle. Yeah, That's cool.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, they like, this is nothing against them. Like, they've done a good job, and I can totally see, like, people liking it. I just was not a big fan. So that was our, like, weird delve into cocktail.
1: Yeah, it's, it's probably not a substitute for alcohol, for liquor. It might be a substitute for flavored water. Like, it's a cool flavored water.
0: Yeah, but you could not just drink a glass of this stuff. It's very strongly flavored. You'd want to... Put a shot of it in with something else. I
1: think. Uh, Whoa, it's so strong! I have to cut just, it with something.
0: It's a really like intensely flavored thing. Did you try drinking it just like out of the bottle? I have not. No, <laughs> that's it's, right. You tried it in the little drink that I made. It was fine. You just, dear dad, we're making podcasts. Your dad keeps leaning away from the microphone to throw Hopper's ball.
1: She's you, very insistent. You
0: just. She will be fine. <sighs> <laughs> You can throw that one. You, Hopper, you deal with your own ball. You are welcome to, like, kick it. Got it. <laughs> Got
1: it. Focus on the microphone.
0: Yeah. F- keep your face by the microphone. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. You, if you drank that stuff right out of the bottle, it'd be overwhelming. Uh-huh. Like, the flavor of it is very intense, such that you can taste it if you put an ounce of it in an eight-ounce thing. Uh, way stronger than La Croix. Mm. La Croix, however people say here. Uh, that yeah, way, way stronger. So uh yeah, you couldn't just drink and it's super expensive. I mean it's like twenty five bucks for a bottle of it, which is why I feel a little duped. It would be a very expensive bottled water.
1: This is why I say it's a little bit like hipster bohemian.
0: Yeah, no. Anyway, it's called seed lip. You can they're advertising all over the place and you can find it if you want to try it. Or if you're down in the keys, like I'll give you a little bring a water bottle and I'll fill it up for you from ours. Oh. And
1: that's not as good as the weirdest water I ever got, which was bulk lava water. So I don't know how they advertise it, but it was black. Yeah. <laughs> and it was called BLK or B-L-C-K. Bulk. Bulk. So it's water that's black. I mean, it's kind of like Pepsi that's clear. It's just, it's so unnatural that it's exotic.
0: It was 100% black too. Yeah.
1: But it tastes like water.
0: Yeah. So, uh. Bulk. Bulk. Yeah. It did taste just like water. I think I tried it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, there you go. Cocktail of the week. Um, Let us turn to our main topic, which is hops. We're sitting on the couch right now because they're like jackhammering outside. And hops has decided that since I prevented your dad from giving her full attention, she's going (laughs) to lay on the ottoman. So I had to move the little tray that has all of our stuff. This is all about
1: hops neuroses. This is a good lead in.
0: Uh, So, all right. If you watch the snaps, you know about the rock. But if you have missed the saga of the rock, uh, we have a little beach here at our house. Um, It's not sandy yet. We may put some sand on it, but uh, the entire island, all the islands in the Keys are coral rock, Uh, which we kind of knew. And then I went to plant something, and I got half an inch down into the dirt, and then I hit rock. And so if you want to plant something, I think you got to bring dirt in, and then stuff that grows here eventually grows into the rock, but it's just rock. The ground is just made of rock like there's no topsoil it's just rock
1: it's a weird place yeah
0: it's not something that we were used to um yeah scooch over Dear dad keeps hi we've moved from the middle of the couch now into like the nestled into the corner because you keep moving away we only have one microphone hi now you can't go any farther uh <laughs> okay so yeah so we've got this little beach um And so it's just kind of chipped out coral rock that goes into the water and the water is real shallow and, uh, the girls love it. They go in, they walk around. And as part of that, there is a, we call it a rock. It's part of the ground. It's It's not like, it's an outcropping and it is, it pokes out just above the level of the water, which is maybe a foot deep, maybe 18, depending on the tide, um, a little top of it points out and it's got some seagrass growing on it. And so there's like what did you say, four inches? Yeah. That stick out of the Depends top. Depends on of the, the water. tide, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be sort of like the size of like it's triangle shaped, but it's kind of like the size of a softball-ish, like that much rock sticking out of the top. Yeah. Uh and so Hops, like, early on when we arrived here, was like, I don't get what that thing is out there. And she'd like, stretch yourself out and kind of look at it and pull her head back.
1: Whenever it gets hit. Because the waves hit it. So I th- I, my theory, based on no science at all, um, as, my, <laughs> as most of, most of my of the theories, theories are, are. <laughs> is that she sees the water moving, but sees the water as constant, but so she thinks the rock is moving up and down when the waves hit it. Like the rock is moving for her, which freaks her out. Maybe. There's my theory.
0: In any case... She doesn't know what to do about the rock. Mm. So she's always there. And I mean, it's a foot deep, maybe 18 inches deep. She can literally walk right up to the rock, stand on the rock. <laughs> like and the it, rock's not and difficult. And
1: bend to, down to sniff it.
0: Yes, and bend down to sniff it. Like, But she won't do that. She circles it. She stretches way out. And so at one point early on, I walked out, and this is on the snaps, I walked out to the rock with my little flip-flops on. I was, like, petting the rock. Oh, what a nice rock. Look at this rock, hoping to, like, this bell her stop. And she eventually, like, that time, walked out, all the way out to the rock, and then she, like, put her nose on it. And then she's like, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and she, like, starts, like, nah, nah, like <laughs> gnawing on the top of it. It did not dispel anything. She's now obsessed with the rock. She goes out there and she barks at the rock. Like, she will bark for 10 minutes straight.
1: And we mean obsessed, like in a neurotic way. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, like, she, we've got our back porch out here that looks out over the water. And she'll stand out there and look at the rock from upstairs. Yeah. She wants to go out constantly. And we let her out. She bolts around the house, right into the water, stands there, and barks at the rock.
1: It's in a rock emergency. I think she forgets to, like, relieve herself because she's so busy... Messing with the rock.
0: Yeah. And then like we try to get her to come inside and she won't do it. Like usually she comes super well. Like she has a great recall most of the time. And now she'll be like, give her the touch command and she'll look at me because she knows. And then she's like, no, the rock, the rock (laughs) like goes back.
1: But uh, you try to pull her away and she like physically resists you moving her further away from the rock.
0: (laughs) I went out there last night and Gio dad was like in his flip flop, standing in the water, pulling her away from the rock standing between her and the rock and she's like trying to get her head around his legs like get, <laughs> how can I get back to the rock
1: don't break eye contact with the rock
0: yeah and then she'll be like okay I'm up on shore I'm going to run down the beach further and then like go in so I can get back to my rock
1: it's very weird
0: <clears throat> and she's obsessed like we've had to start leashing her to take her outside because otherwise she just goes right to the rock sometimes we don't just don't let her out and she's like meef meef I want to go outside and it's like you just want to go to the rock
1: she does want to just go to the rock
0: uh I have named the rock Dwayne Johnson in honor of Promise the rock. reasons. Uh yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And she has gone up to it since then and sniffed it and bit it
1: nibbled it. Yeah. yeah. She she should know that it's a rock but she still <laughs> somehow freaks herself out. Maybe it's her version of a horror movie. Like she knows nothing bad is going to happen but she enjoys the the thrill. I yeah,
0: maybe. I like that theory. Yeah, the rock is definitely her nemesis. Uh
1: But it just means, you know, we try to sort of... I'd like to keep her dry or get her to dry off sometimes. Yeah. And we have four other dogs to deal with. So having one stuck in the water barking at a rock (laughs) really upsets the whole rhythm of these things.
0: Oh my gosh, like our neighbors must hate us. Like, God, that dog is always barking. Yeah,
1: imagine how the rock feels.
0: (laughs) And some people on Twitter have been like, why don't you move the rock? The rock is part of the ground. Like, it's attached. It's part of the ocean floor. The
1: rock is attached to the... Continental continental yeah. shelf.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, there have been some questions about taking a sledgehammer to the rock, which I suppose <laughs> would work, but it feels a little destructive.
1: I like that nobody's thinking of fixing Hop's brain. It's yeah. just, like, let's, just, let's just get rid of this rock. There will always be a rock in Hop's life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we don't really know what to do about the rock. I mean, I guess if it gets really bad, we could always... I do have a sledgehammer in our, like, limited collection of tools there's a sledgehammer yeah uh, that's when i was naive enough and thought i could pound stakes into the ground you can't because the ground is also made out of rock
1: yeah when you build a fence here you don't dig fence posts and put cement in there you have to jackhammer a hole into the coral yeah. and then put the post in there
0: our fence is finally getting put in on monday next monday and uh but while we were talking about getting it done Dad kept saying oh, i wish we could put the fence in i wish we could put the fence in it's like one we were basically just waiting to get the permit and I'm like we can't, it, yeah. we can't put the fence in even if we had a permit we can't dig a hole and I think we had that conversation like five times like we can't dig holes we're like oh we should totally put the fence in and then the neighbors got their fence put in and I sent GR dad a video of the fence guys with their little jackhammer jackhammering out a hole for each of the fence posts out of the rock and since then you have not wanted to put the fence in i mean
1: i don't talk about it anymore <laughs>
0: well they're coming they're gonna do it and so yeah that should be good uh we'll have a fence next week just in time for us to go back to dc but then i'm coming back down in a couple weeks so
1: also the permit guys are pretty strict if i put a fence in i'm sure it wouldn't pass muster we had the, the inspectors here like the day the fence was supposed to be done for the neighbors right yeah they,
0: yeah they wanted the survey
1: quizzing you if you thought it was too high
0: <laughs> yeah no they're they were real intense uh but I guess it's good, right? They like they don't want real high fences out by the road, which you do see a lot in Florida, like six and eight foot high walls, kind of at road level. Uh, like the Keys are beautiful and you want people to be able to, even if they're going down the street, like seeing the beauty as opposed to just like a bunch of walls built up. And, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of rules. Anyway, hops, the rock. I don't know, man.
1: Maybe it's a, fa- I hope it's a phase and it passes and she comes to her senses in a few <laughs> days, but Right now, it's a lot of work.
0: It's been a rock. month. It's been. It's been a month. So it's the gotten, worse. Has gotten worse. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That's <laughs> Hopper and the Rock. There's all kind of good songs. You got a Rock Lobster slash. I call it Rock Drama.
1: Oh, Benny and the Jets. Hopper and the Rock. That yeah. Could work.
0: That one right. has definitely come up. <laughs> uh, that '80s song, Solid as a Rock. That's what I say. Oh. Hopper, Hopper and the Rock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, of course, Hopper wins in all of this, as she always does, because now I just leash her and walk her up and down the street. She's the only dog of the five that gets special individual walks because she's so fixated on the rock Yeah, you can't let her near the water.
0: It kind of combines with her, like, water obsession. Like, when I run with her, and JR Dad sometimes comes and runs with, with us, like, we do this loop on this old abandoned road, so it's, it's called the Loop Road, it makes a loop. Uh, it's about four miles, and... uh it's all in the water everything here is in the water so the loop is just like this skinny two lane road and there's water on both sides of it so it's a weird little loop out there and hops is constantly looking like how do i get off this road and into the water and there's a few good spots to do it. she's constantly like i'm gonna go in the water
1: yeah the interior of the loop is is water also but it's kind of nasty pooled water it's not the ocean and so she always wants to go there where it'd be like reddish or something yeah and she'd loves to go there where it's hip deep mud instead of waiting five minutes and going on the nice rocky beach to the ocean yeah she doesn't care
0: does not care just wants to be in water
1: sometimes i think she's not that smart
0: (laughs) i mean the rock is definitely proving it (laughs) but yeah so it's like i think if the rock were on land it wouldn't be as good for her, because here she gets to be in the water and then have her nemesis. And, and
1: she does act startled every time a wave crests over it. I oh, yeah, okay, she jumps and, and, back from and it? And it emerges. It's like she's startled that it moved. <laughs> That's something wrong with, with everything here.
0: <laughs> she's, yeah, she's not very smart. So uh, there you go. Hopper in the rock. Yeah. Uh, let's do a question. Okay. All right, so Geo dead before the question wants to point out.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing special about this rock either. Venk just walks right by it and couldn't care less. And she's very observant and watches TV very very well. If yeah. <laughs> there were anything unique about The Rock to dogs in general, normal dogs, I think Venk would have noticed it. But it's just hops.
0: Just hops. All right, this is a question. We forgot to do this question on our last Q&A episode. I had it. I forgot. So sorry. But here we go.
1: Hi, GR mom and, of course, GR dad. My name is Adam from Scotland, and I have a dog who has elbow dysplasia, I know Vinkman's had some troubles with this sort of stuff in the past. I was wondering if you had any tips or recommendations that might help us with her as well. Love the podcast. Love everything that you guys do. Send love to Queso and her beautiful Faso. Thanks.
0: Okay. Love to Queso and her Faso. Yeah, Vink. So for those of you who have not followed the saga of Vink, um, she had elbowed has... Elbow dysplasia on both elbows in the front. Which I mean, the elbows are only in the front.
1: joints don't really meet up properly, is that it?
0: There's like debris in there, like cartilage bits. And she had surgery on both of them when she was less than a year old. Um, and I actually have in my drawer of oddities, <laughs> I have two kind of test tubey vials that are full of the bits of... Uh, Vink's elbow that they took out. I have a left and a right. Along with puppy teeth, it's the, the bag of teeth is also in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, even if they go in and do the surgery like that, they still have problems, um, basically like arthritis in the elbows. Vink did, if you remember, like a year ago, Vink was doing science and she was in a clinical trial for uh, treating arthritis in the elbows from elbow dysplasia. And it's side note uh, the the clinic that was doing that, which is one of the best veterinary orthopedic clinics in the world, like we finished that, and they were doing another study and as like a scientist, I know it's hard to get study participants, so I was like, "Hey, you know I see you're doing another study." You know, it was unrelated to that one, but it was one that she qualified for, I think for hip uh, dogs who had hip replacements, which she also had. I was like we'd be you know happy to do that study too, and they're like, "Yeah, you know we talked to the vet who's leading it, and he's like. She just needs to lose weight. Like, <laughs> her problems are basically because she's fat. Uh, so we don't really want her in any more studies until she's not fat oh, anymore. <laughs>
1: so unfair.
0: Yeah, that was at the beginning of the Venkman weight loss journey.
1: Oh, I'm not a fan of that vet.
0: Yeah, he did a good job fixing mm-hmm. her up. But mm-hmm. she was fat. She lost a lot of weight. So anyway, uh, yeah, what do you do about the elbow dysplasia? So we're kind of not doing very much right now. Um, dasiquin, I don't know what it would be in Scotland if it was under that name or something else, but it's essentially, um, glucosamine that you get for dogs and it comes like in a treat form. Um, that's really good. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. No. I mean, it's like $75 for a big bag. It's almost like a dollar a treat. It is pricey. Um, and it's a different formulation than just like the stuff that people get. And, uh, I mean, you can, you can get much cheaper glucosamine for the dogs, but the dasiquin really seems to work much better, um, for any kind of arthritis. So that's one option. Um, and then depending on like how bad it gets, like how much it interferes, which like it doesn't for much anymore. Yeah. Um, you can do different sort of pain management regimens. So like some dogs like rimadil, uh, rimadil is a, a, it's sort of an anti-inflammatory, like kind of like Advil. And it works really well for some dogs, and then other dogs react to it very strange. Veng was one of those. Remember when she was on that? And she was, like, pacing all night. Super anxious, yeah. So some dogs have a really bad reaction to that, but it works miracles for other dogs. And you can be on it long term. Um, For a while, she was on Tramadol, which is like a kind of lightweight narcotic, and Medicam, which is a a liquid medicine, also an anti-inflammatory. You kind of shoot it in their mouth. But she seems okay now.
1: Yeah, and I mean, look, I hate to accept the fattest opinion of this vet, but, uh, I mean, losing some weight did help, right? Absolutely. She's more able to jump on and off things now, and going up and down stairs is easier for her. And so so it did, you know, that does, it's pretty pretty old-fashioned, but that does help. Um, And generally, I mean, she's just... I don't know if this is cause or effect, right? But she's more she just lies around a lot. She's not naturally that athletic or she doesn't need to pull a sled. She has her zoomies, but then yeah. you know, she's she's adjusted her level of activity I think to her limitations.
0: Yeah, she's definitely a couch potato. Yeah. Um but yeah, we try not to push it too much with her. Like she can like I'll occasionally take her to run with me and she can go a mile and a quarter, which is like our normal walking route uh, we were trying to do the Venkman 5k, the Venkman virtual Venkman 5k last year. And I was trying to work her up to it. And kind of once we got over two miles and sometimes even if we did just two miles, she would limp a lot for the rest of the day. Um, so I don't push her on the distance very much. Like she can go a mile and a quarter. That's cool. Like that's how far we go for her. So part of it's, yeah, like being able to work within their limits and not, pushing them. And sometimes she gets super zoomy or has a big active day and she'll limp a little bit and we'll give her something. Um, but yeah, the weight loss has made a big difference, which it makes sense, right? It means pressure on the joints. And, um, the vet had said like, you want her as svelte as possible, right? You want her to be like, not starved, but a thin dog. And she's not quite there, but she's in a perfectly normal range now. And it definitely has helped. So yeah, and that's true for any dog with any, all this stuff, for any dog with any kind of arthritis. Um, I mean, obviously, all the old girls also have arthritis. Um, and, you know, you kind of figure out what can they do that's not going to make it hurt and then keep it within that limit and being lighter is better.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, the the good thing is that dogs don't really drive themselves crazy about stuff like that, right? No, they're not psychologically miserable at all. Yeah. They just do their dog thing. And if it hurts, they kind of go, "Well, oh, this is how it's going to be today. It hurts. It's fine. Yeah. You know, they don't sit around going, ah, if I were better, if I were healthier, I'd be happier. No, they are perfectly fine with it.
0: That was a little insight into GR Dad's mind right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think,
1: I, yes, again, based on no science at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, so good, that was a good question. Yep. Uh, now, we have three or four really fantastic Conk life stories for our <laughs> taste of the keys segment for you. Yeah, which one do you want to do this week? We can't do them all at once because then we're gonna like have a dry spell. But we got so many good ones.
1: We should do the evading arrest thing.
0: All right, this is because it's think unique the, to hear. I it think. is unique to hear. It is the least exciting one. So you guys keep listening because we got <laughs> a couple of real good ones coming in the next two podcasts. um You want to do it? You want to tell the tale? Or do you want me I mean, to I can the set tale? the
1: set the frame right. Okay. I mean the, the the uniqueness here about the keys is that there is one road, one road, and the keys have one. Be- it's like a sausage. The keys have one beginning and one end. It's not a loop. It doesn't branch well, off. You're you're <clears throat> stuck with ever narrowing options the further you get to mile zero, which is which is on the corner of Duval Street in. Actually, in I don't think Key they're West. narrowing.
0: There's one option the whole time. <laughs> you go the direction you're going, I guess, or you turn around. Yeah. There's no place to go if you turn off the main road.
1: That's right. You you quickly end up in the water. Yeah. If you sometimes try immediately. So, but I don't think people realize this when they like speed along Route One, or they cut someone off, or they act recklessly. <laughs> we'll talk about that. They always act. I think they always think it's like Miami or something where there's just land and you can always zip into a side street and and be gone. Yeah. There and are no. And so sex. a lot of these conch life stories, I think, are. The background is that, where it's people thinking, oh, if I misbehave on the road and I can avoid the cop, I'm fine.
0: You can't avoid the cop. There's one road.
1: The cops are very smart and they all talk to each other. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's nowhere to go off Route 1. So uh, before we get to the Conclave story, let me throw in the story from last night. This which is good. Is, yeah. This is good. Uh, so there's one road and there's basically no stoplights.
1: Yeah, the, down here. The, the sign on Route One is winn Dixie. At take a left at the next stoplight, and that's twenty miles from the Wind Dixie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's right. I mean, for once you get out of Key West, there, you know, there's a couple stoplights there, and then I don't think there's one. There's a couple blinky ones, but there's not an actual stop one until Big Pine, which is like the topmost point of the Lower Keys, like our third of the Keys that's around like mile marker 35. So for 35 miles, there's no stoplight. And I don't think the next one is until marathon, like around mile marker 50 up, up towards the upper keys, like closer to Miami, still far, but closer to Miami. There's some, um, but down here there's none. So you want to turn on to the one road, you know, from like our little street, we want to get on the one road to go to key West. Uh, There's cars coming in both directions and you got to turn out onto that and there's no stoplights. And so usually it's not a problem, but you can get stuck for a long time because there's like a big group coming from the left. And then as soon as that clears up, there's a big group coming from the right. So we're going out to dinner last night and there's a perfectly fine gap. I didn't cut anybody off, but um, there's someone coming from one direction and then there's a whole string of cars. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pull out. Um, so I pull out real fast so the guy who's coming doesn't have to slow down because I'm pulling into his lane. And he did not have to slow down. Nope. Um, but it was an aggressive pullout, let's yeah. say. If you were in the car, you're like, whoa. <laughs> all right, so we're at mile marker 17. We get into Key West. So we're driving
1: in. We're looking around. We're seeing airplanes. airplanes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, we're driving in. Yeah, the fighter jets were landing, so we're pointing out all the planes. Get into Key West. So we've gone 15 miles, and we pull up to a stoplight in Key West. And this guy next to us there's so there's two lanes on on this street in Key West and the guy next to us kind of beeps and I look over and he asks us to roll the window down. I was like, who the hell is this guy? And he's he's like, hey, uh, so you pulled out in front of me back at like mile marker 17. <laughs> I was like, oh,
1: that's the guy.
0: I'm like, is this guy going to yell at me like I, did, he's like. That was a really aggressive turnout. You almost had the thing up on two wheels. That was the best turnout I've ever seen. Like, you did that great. He's like clapping, leaning out of the window, clapping.
1: Yeah, it was totally unexpected.
0: (laughs) He's like, that was great. You did such a good job. I'm very impressed. And I was, he's talking, you know, and he's like leading up to like, yeah, you pulled out in front of me. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, we're stuck. We're in traffic, right? So if this guy's like pissed off what are we going to do? Right? Like it's kind of this road rage incident. And then he's like, yeah, that was great.
1: <laughs> <It> was <very laughs> so we
0: were all laughing. We unexpected. had a good time.
1: The keys are a weird place,
0: but there's only one way to go. And once you get yeah. into Key West, and this is important for our story, um, there are lots of roads in Key West. I mean, it's a very big Island. Uh, no, it's a very small Island, but it's very big for the rest of the keys. Um, it's like three miles across. And, uh, if you run around the perimeter, it's like 13 miles. And, uh, once you're in there it's extremely dense right it is the most populated place Twenty-five thousand people live there um now there's not really apartment buildings there's a couple but it's mostly just single small single family houses uh but it's kind of like driving on a college campus there mm-hmm. are pedestrians everywhere there are bikes everywhere yeah, they rent these
1: tourists rent the bikes right to get yeah. around
0: yeah well in all the locals you would With... never have a car really if you're living in proper, no, key west no. proper you just bike and, uh, yeah, so there's, like, tons of, like, traffic from tourists and lots of stoplights and stop signs. And so you cannot go anywhere. You cannot zip around Key West. Nope. It's hard to get up to 20 miles an hour at any point anywhere in Key West. Nope,
1: but if you're driving safely, you're going to go even slower. Yeah,
0: it's, uh. so, like, once you get there, like there's nowhere to go. Right. I mean, a lot of the like side streets are one lane, you know, you got to pull over and like let another person pass. So our conch life story begins with a woman who is on Stock Island, which is the, it's actually kind of part of Key West, but it's the island right past Key West. And it's probably mile marker four or five. And she some cop tries to pull her over
1: for driving recklessly or yeah. speeding. Yeah,
0: And she's like, Oh, screw this. Like I'm fleeing from the cop. All right. So this is already problematic. You cannot flee from the cops <laughs> anywhere in the keys because there's one road. And if you turn off the road, you come to a dead end. Often you come to the water immediately, <laughs> but worst case you come to a dead end. There's no, nowhere to go. And if you don't turn off route one, they have 150 miles to chase you until you get to Miami. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get caught. So you can't run from the cops. And not only does she decide to run from the cops, she's going to run from the cops towards Key West.
1: So there's a short end.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's right. So the one big road comes into Key West. Like it entered, you go over the Cow Key Bridge, and then you are on the island of Key West, and there's a stoplight, and that's it. The big road has ended, and you are now on little tiny streets full of traffic and bikers and Lots of stoplights.
1: Yeah, Winding all over the place. You
0: can't go fast.
1: Nope. It's full. It's no high-speed chase in Key West.
0: No. And so she goes that way. And (laughs) she gets to that intersection where Route 1, the big road.
1: And I think the cop said, I'm not even going to chase her. He just radioed ahead to the Key West police. Yeah. He's like, I'm not doing this.
0: And there's plenty of cops in Key West uh, to keep it beautiful and orderly for all the tourists. And uh, so she comes to the place where Route 1... She goes over the Cow Key Bridge. There's a stoplight there where it comes onto the island of Key West, and like that's a big stoplight, right? That's how you get onto the island. And she's like, "Oh, now what am I gonna do? (laughs) Like, there's cops everywhere. There's I can't go anywhere." And so she decides to like go around the cars that are waiting at the stoplight, apparently quickly.
1: I think into oncoming traffic for a while.
0: Well, she didn't get that. She just made it to the light, (laughs) but I think floored it through the light, like hit the median hit cars that were waiting to turn left. So she didn't really drive into oncoming traffic. <laughs> she just smashed sideways into oncoming traffic. Uh, six cars. She
1: hit six cars. She
0: hit six cars. Uh, I mean, she made it, we're talking 50 yards, <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: It was an unsuccessful pursuit yeah. or, or a successful pursuit, unsuccessful escape.
0: Yeah. Uh, made it 50 yards, hit six cars. Uh, they had to pull her out of the car. Shocker. She was drunk and on drugs.
1: Yeah there's lots of bad decisions in that can i
0: reiterate from last week's podcast don't do drugs don't do drugs don't
1: don't drive drunk ever don't try to avoid the cops don't run
0: from the cops in the keys yeah especially in the keys oh
1: don't run from the cops at all because they'll just get more pissed
0: yeah you just get in more trouble that way uh but certainly if you're in the keys you're caught man you're caught you're not getting anywhere
1: just Just get it over with i think the cops are probably perfectly nice here just fess up and be like (laughs) sorry i was stupid
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say we've got more cop. We've got three
1: good well, stories. That do we still the turtle have to
0: add one. In. No, we gotta save them. Uh, we have one with a turtle. We have two cop ones. Yeah. The one with the car, and then the one with the hand. <laughs> which I, I was just gonna add in the hand one, but we've got to save that. So we've got three more really good conclave yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. We did the least interesting one today, we've got to uh, do it which is drunken stoned lady. Tries to run into Key West, which is a bad idea, and hits six cars and gets pulled out. Um, so maybe the turtle next week. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Audible is our sponsor. Get a free audiobook. I just re listened to Duma Key, which is another Stephen King book that came out, I think, in like 2005 or six. It is in, he got hit by a car mm-hmm. when he was walking and he spent some time recuperating in Florida. And I think that he wrote this. Around that time. And it's not about the Florida Keys, but it's set on a key like on the Gulf side, like fake key, fictional key. <laughs> um, uh, but it's really good. It's one of my favorites, and I hadn't read it probably since it came out. And uh, I got the audiobook for that and re listened to that over the last couple of weeks, and it was wonderful. Um, so yeah, Audible's our sponsor. Go to audibletrialcom the golden ratio, and you get a free audiobook, and you help support the podcast. And I forget to say this in every podcast, but I remember it. So good job. Good Saul. job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> uh, you have a German word of the week for us? Can't really
1: think of anything great. Verfolgungswahn.
0: That's a good one.
1: Yeah, which is really kind of paranoia. Uh, but it really means anxiety of being followed.
0: Oh, that's a good one. <laughs>
1: or the, the, you have the, the sort of the dream, the, the hallucination that you're being followed. I like it. Use it in a sentence. dachte oh. wollten wollten mir wollten mir an den Kragen.
0: You want to translate that sentence? I didn't think
1: that through. I just went to a psychiatrist because I have a, a you know, I'm paranoid and I think everyone's always out to get me. Uh,
0: good. Yeah, good. Well done. Uh JD does not have this fear as far as I know. Paranoia.
1: No, I no. no, no.
0: Well, there you go. That's the podcast for this week. Yes. Thanks for listening.
1: As always, thank you. Talk to you next week. Love you.
0: Bye. Bye.